0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to Hank's Hot Takes Week 14, last week of the regular season, and boy, am I excited! That is the podcast host of the of the greatest fantasy football league ever to exist, the DHS Alumni Fantasy Football League's perspective. From my team's perspective, we'll get into it because it's going to get spicy. We have a great show for you. We have five teams locked into the playoffs. four teams in reality, three battling it out for that last spot. So much to get into from a toilet bowl perspective. Hanks hot takes parlay. Of course, we're talking a little Michigan football, maybe sprinkle in some lions, all that and more. HHT, Let's fucking ride. Welcoming on two just dogs, two absolute studs, both Coming to you from the Windy City, ladies and gentlemen, let's make a little bit of noise for not only the commissioner of the league, Jacob Van Hoof, but also the one, the only, Toe Knife, Matthew Munzel. What's up, fellas?
0: What's up, Hank? What's up, Hank? Great intro, as always.
2: You, uh, I had to go on mute when you uh, rocked the ESPN soundtrack. I was not expecting that. I don't know if you've been doing <laughs> that, and I've just been like missing it. But uh, that was phenomenal. Well done.
1: Yeah, it's been um, through many trials and tribulations. I've figured out not only how to soundboard, but to like bring in external audio, and I spent way too much time. Was it this week or last, last week? Trying to find like Eric Skyver's Terry Falcon videos and like Jake Havlin, <laughs> uh, He recorded some like Thor video where like him and David Lamore like saved the high schoolers. I was trying to find all of these like sound bits and whatnot to use. So if you guys know where those are, send them to me. That would be hysterical for the show. Um, well, yeah, hey, HHT coming around. Mons, I, I I must have missed you. Did you did you say hello?
0: I sure did. That was a great intro as always. And funny story about Terry Falcon. Uh, this summer in Italy, I was there with Alex and Maggie and Bex. And one night, Alex and I were, uh, you know, sipping limoncello, some nice Italian wine, and we pulled up those Terry Falcon and other videos like that and just fucking died laughing (laughs) so i i got you hank i'll I'll find it for you
1: that would that would be much appreciated especially the (laughs) all i can think of you know looking back at some of those videos is um when skyver pulled off the save a freshman and and at (laughs) at, at the very end like sips his fake hot coffee and like what the fuck it's hot (laughs) Oh my God. I just, I I need that in a, in a sound bite for, for all time. So please, please, please send that to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just pepper that in throughout the podcast.
1: Oh my God. Well, speaking of hot months, it's been a minute here. Um, since, since we've had you on the pod and I mean, nine and four gotta be feeling pretty sweet. And I, I, I got to go back because I know I'm a, I'm a pro-MUNS, a pro-toe knife fight guy. But I apologize for making the you can't bring a toe knife to a gunfight reference. It bit me in the ass, and then you're probably better for it.
0: <laughs> I, I loved the reference, for the record. Um, yeah, thanks, man. It's been a great year, 9-4. and four, Can't complain. Um, I'm on a bit of a fucking tailspin right now, though. Putting up back-to-back uh, eighty-point weeks, so hopefully get some things corrected heading into the playoffs, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, but yeah, good year overall, man. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, I I'm curious. Has it been just a, a set it and forget it kind of season where, like, just looking at like the moves statistic that they offer, you know, you're you're dead last in moves by almost double to ninth place. Like, is it just been kind of easy going where we've had good health and you just trust the, trust the chargers to get it done for you? Or has it been a little rockier than
0: that? Um, you know, I had like kind of a weird draft where I didn't end up with a lot of like low dollar lotto guys. So my roster is like almost the team that I drafted, you know, aside from a couple um loose ends but the key pieces have all been there um yeah pretty unusual to like be last in moves i think in my other fantasy league i'm like first by a mile so (laughs) it's just the the way it crumbled this year
1: yeah and and there, there may be something to it after uh Jeff Baldus won his championship on a very low amount of moves, a, a, a foggy do staple, if you will. So, you know, per, perhaps there's something to it. And of course that just means you have some absolute dogs in the starting lineup, but I, that, that doesn't, it doesn't go unnoticed that the last two weeks have not been great for, for the toe knife fan fan
0: base. Yeah. The, the knife is fucking dirty, man. <laughs> My toes getting infected right now. I've got it. <laughs> I figure something
1: out. Oh my god! And <laughs> uh, and, and breathing a sigh of relief, I, I'm sure with, with a massive week 13 win is, is the commish. Uh, can't sleep. Need more players. God, that X next to your name, symboling that you clinched the playoff, has to feel good. Commish, am I wrong?
2: Oh, it feels great. It's uh. It's basically what you strive for. I mean, you just you just want to be in the dance. That is really all that matters. One protects you from Walmart. Two, I think everyone's come to realize that this is such there's such a high amount of luck involved in fantasy football that anything can happen on a given week. So we're gonna give ourselves a shot, which will be great. My team's been a little opposite of Muns, in that we were really fighting for our lives early on. But uh I'm 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 pretty content, especially playing against Brett, who I think's been doing real well this year. That I don't need a win this, this week.
1: Yeah, super interesting that you know you lead the league in moves. That's that's very well said. Um, so much to get into. Uh, I, I guess we can kind of just start there, um, uh So we got five teams in the playoffs. before we jump into Week 13, we got five teams fully in um we have Jeff Baldis who is the only one to um have clinched his division. There's still a world where, where munns could um relinquish that to one back with Cleopatra. Uh, unlikely, but but certainly not out of the cards. So Jeffy B gotta give it up to him. taking over the four wins division. Uh Kamish did, does that does that feat yield any um any cash from the additional pool of funds this year?
2: Yeah, great question, Hank. With the new uh, new payout structure, good time to remind uh, everyone, Jeff included, that he's still playing for something. Um, not only has he been guaranteed a hundred dollars for having won the division, uh, he could also get, I think it's two hundred bucks if he is the top overall seed. So. He's either got to win or see Munzel lose. It looks like to lock up that that top overall one seed and uh, the the two hundred dollar prize for first in the regular season.
1: Yeah, w- w- winning the regular season would be a nice uh, nice way to recoup your funds back. And while while we got the Jeff Baldis bank account open, uh, Jeffy B not only winning the week thirteen. Uh, highest score with 189 points. Um, we had two teams with 180 plus, which was absolutely insane. So add another 20 bucks to uh, to Jeffy B's pot here as as we get ready to close out the regular season. Yeah, I
2: mean it's Dude. crazy that in one week, I, I'm pretty sure Alex would have broken the record last week yeah it looks like from your sheet he would have so our season's two highest scores came in the same week
0: that's insane
1: when uh, on monday night which this is we will get into that game in much more detail here soon um i had i was just scrolling through the you know the other scores because um i i really needed tall to lose his game but i had saw that Mo had 182 holstered, and I didn't even pay any attention or any mind to the other game there. I just put Mo in for the weekly winner. I'm like, dude, that no one beaten 182, and Jeffy B just goes out there and slaps almost 190 on him. So we can start there, uh, looking at Jeffy B, who's just you know, pretty much cruised his way to the four wins title, and obviously looking for that. um, regular season title this team just flat out laid their big fat cock on poor juice in the drought buns thoughts any anything that Brett could have done here this was this was a flat out (laughs) steamrolling
0: yeah i don't think i can top that analysis Hank. that's that's a beat down right there a juicy one we have
2: I don't know if we've had many (laughs) 100-point wins in the league history. (laughs) He scored. He doubled Brett up. He beat Brett by more points than several teams in the league scored last week. Like Myself myself
0: included. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, not only did Jeff's team just go the fuck off, Brett had four guys combined for 3.7 points. So... (laughs) It was just. It was over
0: very early. <laughs> oh my god!
2: Like,
1: oh my god! I, I'm, I I'm just looking at so the bad. damage.
0: But... <laughs> yeah, me too. <neither. laughs>
1: so bad.
0: Holy shit! Uh.
1: So what? What's what's worse? If you're if you're Jeff and you feel like like did I just blow like like you know how likely is it that this happens again or? Brett certainly now dealing with some injuries and also the fact that he lost by a hundo.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. Brett's bench, and even if Brett had his, if Brett got to start his entire 16 man roster, he still would have lost. <laughs> so <laughs> just one more, <laughs> one more stat in the bank for you in that beatdown. <clears throat>
1: A, a a a tough way a tough way to go for all, for all <laughs> juice in the drought um and then you you look over at the other 180 point win uh not nearly as painful for all summer breeze uh granted it it officially to or mathematically eliminates summer breeze from the playoffs. I know that's kind of how this all started. Uh, he always had a little bit of a chance and um, a, a weird year having, having old Jake Havlin down in the, down in the cellar. I'll be be curious to see how things go. His comments from the group, me, you know, make it seem like he, like he's preparing for the worst. And the new punishment fellows I, I guess let's start there. What are your thoughts on that? because it scares the ever loving shit out of me.
0: oh i'm I'm so excited just to I'm excited to do it, and i'm I think I'm more excited to just watch everyone else do it. It's like this is going to be absolutely hysterical. i'm I'm glad that one won.
2: I'm so excited to watch it, and it just was the fuel to the fire of just like I have to win last week so that i don't go into the final week of the season thinking i might have to run around dressed up like a doe in the woods while a bunch of 30 year olds shoot at me like fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> there's i and when when skyver uh posted that photo i'll see if i i, I it, he posted in the group me uh I think it was a Photoshop of himself on a big buck hunter. I was just dying thinking of that when uh, the the punishment was finalized.
1: It's it, the um the helmet that Havie shared with the ant, like the paintball helmet with the antlers on it. Really, it, it's really starting to settle in. Like that's what the punishment's going to be. And I I think I agree with Muns. And granted, I am very much still in the thick of things here, but like. I, I like thinking about where we drafted last year and like put that punishment, or even that you know this year's, last year's punishment into you know this situation. What if someone's just driving by and they're like, "What the like, f- what the fuck are these people that look like adults doing?" And uh, there's just there's just a guy running around with antlers getting shot by a paintball gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. Might get the cops called, but I, I would be alarmed as a bystander. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: hope I hope we don't get any uh, any anything too crazy as far as passerby go because that would be one that would be hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it wouldn't be actually. You know, I feel right, like it's, football punishments these days are that actually might be a, a pretty fair response. Yeah,
0: it, it's so ridiculous too that like, how can anyone actually be mad or you know try to get us in trouble? <laughs>
1: I was, uh, I, I was a little surprised by the, uh, the second place finisher in the wedding planner van Hoof, which you had, had recommended, um, that one would have been fun. And I mean, especially fun for you to maybe be a little more hands off on the weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, I one, I thought it would be fun or, you know, just enjoyable for everyone else. It would be funny to see someone in our league, like, get into maid of honor mode and plan a wedding weekend, um, but also obviously convenient for the rest of us. And then, honestly, such a big part of my consideration of the punishment was, like, I... I would do that and it would be fine. Like, I, I don't I want to, you know, I was thinking, hey, if I come in last, how bearable would this be? I'm 30 now. Like, fuck. I, uh, I have less, you know, desire to just completely embarrass myself. So I thought it was a pretty fair one for what we're trying to accomplish with a, a league punishment. But I uh, I'd certainly understand why, the, why Big Buck Hunter won.
1: Oh my and now goodness! now have a plan B. Yes, and so the 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 czar himself goes off one eighty two one twenty four against Heavy, uh, who was dealing with his stack on a bye week. Probably good that they got some rest. That, that they're going to need it for 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 uh, two weeks to come. Uh, and then we move over to uh, uh, you know. Uh, in all honesty, a really nice win. But I can't sleep. Need more players. Um, Van Hoof. It it really wasn't like your opponent put up too much of a fight. But right now, if you're Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, you're you're in a good spot to be driving that tank. So uh, nice win. Did you catch any of the weekend's games, or was it kind of we we've been busy? And and I flipped open the app Sunday afternoon to. To your delight?
2: Uh, mostly busy. I watched the Thursday night game, which is where Dak and CD combined for like 55 points or something like that. So I was feeling pretty good. I ended up not watching most of Sunday's games, but um, checked the app, saw I was looking pretty good, and I wanted to watch Packers Chiefs on Sunday night. And I think I just needed like Mahomes and Kelsey to not go. Berserk to win and they never really came close to it. So it was nice to win pretty comfortably, especially because last time I played Cook, he beat me like 150 to 140. And obviously a lot was on the line. So happy to have the win and the playoff spots secured for sure and see some of the guys on my team have nice weekends.
1: Yeah, we were uh one of the um end of the season awards, which I not not gotta spoil too much here, but you know, we're we're there's so many teams that have powerful stacks. You know, wanting to vote on best stack, uh, it it that award almost feels mute at this point mate, with with the performance that these two have put on down the stretch. Uh, Munz, are you are, are you nervous that that Hoof is so casually in the playoffs with with the Trojan horse that is the Dallas Cowboys offense?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, no doubt. I think that's. <laughs> That's uh, arguably the best stack of the year. Those guys are fucking ridiculous. Um, Yeah, and to put up 130 with a a zero on the card is also a little scary. So I've had Hoof and Alex nipping at my heels all year, so it's more of the same. But, yeah, hate hate to see my team kind of trending down and Hoof's guys uh, going off pretty consistently.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I guess we'll rip the band-aid off here, Muns. Um uh, do you do you wanna do you wanna start here with with this one? I I don't know if Stinker even begins to to describe it, but Muns toe knife versus Grouch's Royal Flush, it's all yours, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'll I'll take it from here. I I've got multiple gripes. Uh going on first first of all austin eckler uh 14 carries for 18 yards nice job dude that's just a (laughs) fucking disaster add herbert into the mix with a nice eight points in a six nothing (laughs) victory like are you fucking kidding me i did either you guys watch that game i i couldn't bear to oh god no
1: no, I I I think I heard it on Red God, zone no. and he was like, "Yeah, we didn't we didn't show anything from this game."
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, are I was like the distinctly
2: book. on my do not watch list. If they are on te- like this Thursday night game, I will not watch a, a millisecond of. They're just awful.
1: Ooh, Van Hoof, give us a scoreboard update so everybody knows where we're at because we are recording on Thursday.
2: I don't know because I'm not watching, but it uh, looks like the Patriots are winning 21 to 10. So, barn burner by their
1: standards. No. Munz, continue.
0: Wow. Barn burner, absolutely. I saw Friarmouth just yeah. caught a ball. So, no, that's good. Hey. But there's another gripe. Uh, I dropped 60 bucks on <laughs> Friarmouth which I knew was obviously an <laughs> absurd move. But to your point, Hank, I've hardly made any. So I have so much waiver money. I just thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll go get him. Uh, but then he, he put up a four for me. So that that felt shitty. And let's see. My final gripe is not with Travis Etienne. Um, but it is with the Jags, who played Monday night. Um so, yeah, I was watching that game, texting Tolliver. Um, I think I needed, well, what did I need? 16 and a half or so out of ETN. And I watched probably the fourth quarter, and then it went to overtime. And I think they gave ETN three or four touches over that time period. And every single time he got the ball, it was like, you know, a 20, 30 yard receiving play, like a six-yard rush. He was just like making it fucking happen. And the Jags hardly played him for that entire period of the game. Like they had um God, I don't know, Deuce Johnson or like some some washed up running back who I don't even know was playing in the game. I was fucking losing it on the couch.
1: Dude, Travis Etienne was cooking. And then they like they ran like feed option with I think it's De'Ernest Johnson. And then like then they just started feeding they started feeding this other dude. And I mean I was we'll, we'll talk touch on my game here shortly, but I was begging because you guys had your hundreds down to the exact same number, and I was <laughs> yeah. like if he if he gets a one yard loss reception we're fucking graping this thing up. Oh my. I, I I cannot believe you lost that game. I cannot believe they didn't feed ETN in overtime and or down the stretch.
0: I, I can't either. And it's just like, geez, like they lost the fucking game and gave ETN the ball like three times. It was so absurd to watch. I, I was rooting for grapes myself. I would have fucking loved that. I'm, I'm dying for grapes. Um, but yeah, man, tough, tough loss. Uh, I sent over my six pack money to Tolliver, and yeah, m- moving on, bury the tape.
1: And c- certainly, you never want to lose, but a the the win obviously far sweeter for Grouch's Royal Flush, who who needed it, who who absolutely needed it, didn't perform anywhere to standard. Um, I guess I don't know. Tal's team has been a unicorn this year, but um, he he wins and puts himself in an incredibly strong position to make the playoffs. Um, so a, a huge win for for Grouch, Uh and you, you move on with some momentum to Week 14. I, I think that's I think that's what you can say about Tal's team.
2: He must have been full, just like clenched for those last couple <laughs> Jags drives. Because he probably knew if Etienne just gets the ball, he loses. I'm like, I just pull I, I was kind of in and out of watching the game, but I'm looking at the game log of that Monday night game. Do you see his Jags, touches? When Matt and yeah, when when at at the point that Matt was down by less than a point, the Jaguars ran 16 plays, and he touched the ball once. Insane. So that's just insane that that and fucking... up, uh, holding for Tal. <laughs> it's insane, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Tal is the only person in the league that is averaging less than 100 points per game, and he's in a win-and-you're-in scenario. <laughs> the guy is a full-on <laughs> unicorn, and I'm happy for him. He's had such bad luck here. And I'm I'm just stoked that Tal is uh, is alive and well. Sorry, Matt.
0: No, it's okay. I'm I'm happy for Tal too. That that mid trade, I was like very skeptical on. I thought Tal was kind of coming out the loser, but you know, un- unconventional. But he definitely like needed to make a move, and it it worked for him. So that's always cool to see. Very different trajectories
2: for the three teams in that trade. Now that you say it, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, there's a. I have a text here from Paul, and it in all caps. It says, "Overtime is going to fuck me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so- couldn't imagine how badly he was sweating overtime.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, 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 this game log right here. It's it's second and two, and the play is CJ Beathard sacked, loss of zero yards. Then CJ Beathard pass incomplete. It's like, why are you not giving the ball to? The running
1: back. That's crazy.
0: Dude, the craziest part, ETN wasn't even in the game. No. For all of <laughs> <laughs> oh what uh, what are you doing? Like and they lost the game. I um,
2: uh, I can't imagine. I would be just
1: so is helping me get my money right.
0: Case. Dude, it was so brutal to watch. Burn um, the fucking we
2: tape. Get to, we get to segue <laughs> that right into Another version of this the same thing.
0: yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> H- Hank, the floor <laughs> is yours. Yeah. Yeah. before Jeez. we
1: burn before we burn this tape, uh, we gotta we we gotta jump in on the bullfrog over dirty flip- flops matchup. Skyver gets it done one sixteen point five six to one sixteen. I've been patient with this team all year long I have waited week after fucking week for Justin Jefferson and his hamstring to get better (laughs) this is not about Justin Jefferson this is about the team we get on a bye week and here is fucking Tyler Boyd on my bench, just sitting there grinning at me. And I like Jake Browning. I've always liked him. I, I thought he was a, he's a good backup in the league. Didn't love any of my other waiver wire or bench choices. I'm like, okay, he be in. Don't fuck this up for me. Flash forward to Monday night. I really didn't think I had much of a chance. Uh, I was chasing like 12 or 15 points. Um, his two versus my two, but he had the Jaguars defense going early on Ingram bang touchdown. Now we got ourselves a ball game. So I stop what I'm doing. I get glued to the TV and what do my eyes appear, but Tyler fucking Boyd throwing an interception to the <laughs> oh, no. Jacksonville Jaguars. So not only do I lose two points, but the Jacksonville defense Gets two points. So I'm going just absolutely berserk over the concept of what just happened. I I sit down, I catch my breath. I'm like, dude, don't worry. If it's meant to be, you'll win by more than four points. Well, fuck, fellas, I didn't. I lost by point. Fucking five, six, and now I think I'm going to be a reindeer getting shot by my friends with a paintball gun.
0: <clears throat> that is uh, quite the way to go now. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. For- I forgot about the Tyler Boyd <laughs> thing.
2: It, it, I remember it, the Tyler Boyd thing, but I forgot that it was the that the Jaguars defense <laughs> then also got two points. So it was just doubly bad.
1: It, I, I tried my best. Miserable. To, I tried my best to compare it to Muns. Um, I'm going to forget who you beat, but you won a tight one when
0: Herbert. With the, Her- yeah. the
1: Herbert self pass.
0: Dude, I think it might have been Tolliver, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Yeah. Dirty flip flops. We just couldn't. We could not just buy one friggin'. Oh, Oh my God! I I was gonna be sick. He they it was like this bubble screen, and obviously it was blatantly behind the line of scrimmage, and he started pump faking like he was jerking some dude off. And if you look at where he goes to throw this football, it is only to the offensive and <laughs> defensive line of linemen, and he throws a BB right to some fat ass on the Jaguars. It wasn't like he. Did he just threw it right at him? Oh my god! I'm I am irate. Tyler Boyd can <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> at any rate, oh, that's so good. Bullfrog, I, I wanting to say keeps his playoff hopes alive is mathematically true. Um. I, I guess with, with me being in the thick of things, Van Hoof, do you want to kind of elaborate here as we wrap up week 13 and move into week 14 about the four teams and that situation, maybe touch on um, the the playoff look, because it will matter who the three seed is, right? Yeah,
2: so by the hair of his chin-chin-chin and chin, chin the six yards that Tyler Boyd couldn't, make up from the interception skyver keeps his slim playoff hopes alive but you're right he needs some help um all the four teams i think that are in the hunt for that last six seed none of them play each other so brett and i basically have an irrelevant game that's why i'm on the pod i think we're playing each other just for the sake of you know some smack talk and point totals for the most part Um, but I think the scenario goes tall is win, and he's in, he gets the six seed. If he loses, then it comes down to you HD cook and Skyver. You're all at five wins. So you, if you get, get a win and tall loses, I think you need to outscore cook by like 12 or 14 points or 15 points to get the points tiebreaker. But Cook's ahead there. So if he wins and Tal, lo- Tal loses and he doesn't get the bet, uh, he's looking pretty good. And then Skyler's at the bottom end of the totem pole on points scored. He pretty much needs all three of you to lose. And for him to beat, I think he's playing Alex. And then Tal, somehow, someway, could also lose and see all three of you other other guys lose and sneak in at six and eight, which the way this season has gone for Tolliver would be the most poetic way to sneak into
1: the playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's more straightforward this year than it has been in years past. Um, I mean it, it, literally as simple as it gets if tall if tall wins, none of the following conversation and none of none of that really matters so here are me cook and skyver you know all all pulling for team summer breeze and then you know of course if both cook and i win i I gotta outshoot him by two touchdowns or so and uh skyver needs you know skyver needs the world he needs both he needs all three of us to lose, and he's got to put up one of those 190 spots again. So, uh, Skyver. So, more... so he
2: actually doesn't need a he actually doesn't need a huge game if he wins and all three of you lose because it looks like he's gonna beat tall on points. So oh, that's I think a good if, point. If Skyver wins and all three of you lose. He should get in. So his chances are definitely slim, but they're they're you know. Not one percent. They're probably like five percent.
1: Great, greater than I than I was viewing it as. Good, good point. Um. So, so there's that. We got four teams kind of fighting for that sixth spot, and um, if memory serves, Kamish, and please correct me if I'm incorrect here, but the the seeding of, of which uh, it looks like it will come down to basically you, Mo, or Munz. Uh, for the three-seed is relevant because um, the three-seed does pick their opponent in, in our playoffs, correct?
2: That's correct. And then, you know, even more importantly, Munns and Alex are still fighting for the bye. Since Alex has such a big points lead, he's looking at a win and a Munns loss getting him the the bye and winning our division, so that's obviously super important. But even still, um, one of the three of us, most likely whoever doesn't get the bye between Alex and Matt will have the three seed and the opportunity to pick from you know me, Brett, and whoever gets the sixth spot uh, as their first-round opponent. I think I can get the three seed only if Alex loses – and I win and outscore him by like fifty points, so that's unlikely. But I suppose we did just see him beat a team by a hundred, so <laughs> we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Mon, yeah. Feel, Feeling what, what percentage are you at? You're feeling pretty comfortable about the one seeds or the or a buy will, will will be yours come come one week from today.
0: Oh, God, you know, if I were to put a number on it, <laughs> it'd be like 40. <laughs> Especially at this very moment when I have two guys going and have five points on the board. So really wish I got that win over Tall. Um, but we're looking forward now, and it's still controller control-your-own-destiny situation. So I can't complain, and the three-seed also you do have a good point choosing the uh, playoff opponent is a nice little consolation. If, if it comes down to that.
1: Yeah. And I, I was looking yeah, back sure. at, I was looking back at the data and the, we've never had any variance in the first round of, of, of these selections, meaning that the, the three seed ha- has always selected the six seed um, in the in the semifinal round we, we've we had some decisions be made there which which is I guess a different ball game but uh, be curious to see how that always shakes out always that's a fun wrinkle that we added giving a little bit more control to us versus the ESPN app.
2: I really liked it I think it was uh, it was a good move.
0: Yeah me too I I feel like basically everything we do that is outside of the ESPN app is is usually pretty good. And that is a nice little fun, fun wrinkle there at the end.
2: Yeah, so I guess that's a reminder for everyone to be uh, ready to potentially hop on a, a Zoom. If we can't make that work, then we'll just do it via GroupMe as we did last year. But, but uh, you know, we've done the Zoom chat in the past for the reveal. If uh, people are available on that, like, Tuesday night once the games are locked up.
1: Yeah, that, that that sounds fun, and I I think uh I think it was last year that Skyver actually made like a a, a little thirty second video of like him <laughs> choosing his his opponent, which was which was super entertaining.
2: Yeah, that'd be a good consolation
1: if we can't hop on the video. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we make week fourteen's picks, uh, I guess did we that that I miss anything? We we know four teams fighting for one spot. Uh, three seed on the line Javi cooling his gills over at the pie Gow table did, did I miss anything
2: uh, just that you know Jeff isn't totally playing for nothing like I said earlier he uh, he'd benefit potentially from you know locking up the one seed with a victory so everyone's got a little bit of interest and I wouldn't be surprised if Javi, uh doesn't want to pull tall down into that toilet bowl bracket with him rather than play one of the other guys who's fighting for that six seed.
1: Right. And I mean, it, it, if there's any additional motivation for old summer breeze, damn near half the league is pulling for you this week and, you know, cook myself, Skyver and tall, or I guess cook myself and Skyver, I'll, I'll need you in, in a bad way to keep tall at six wins. Cause, cause again, the point would be mute if he gets to that, uh, that sexy seven number. So lots of football left to, left to be had. And more importantly, which I want to get you guys is your, your takes on and your thoughts is we're the one seed as Michigan Wolverines follows. Uh, we found ourselves playing against the old crimson tide in Alabama. And as two, Mays and Blue alums, I would love to hear your thoughts on, on the current state at hand of old Harbaugh and the Wolverine.
0: Was <laughs> that a little Gus Johnson?
1: I, I was I doing it. my best down the sideline.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Dude, it's been such a fun year. Um, yeah, th- this team is, is special. And some um, of you guys know, but I actually went to the Ohio State game in Ann Arbor. Um, and it was my first one, I think, since college. Uh, first time at the Ohio State game. And, man, was it fucking electric. Like, I, probably the best football game I've been to. Uh, there have been some other really good ones, uh, like Michigan's first night game uh, against Notre Dame. But this one, just <laughs> the energy in there and the excitement around the team was Unbelievable. Um, yeah, man, it's been fun. I'm sure uh, I'm sure, Hoof would agree with that. Oh, this team rocks. I uh,
2: Obviously, the team is really good, but I feel like Michigan has one of the more, at least from a player standpoint, I know a lot of people feel a type of way about Harbaugh, but from a player standpoint, they're like a really likable team this year like JJ is awesome Blake Corum is the man all their old linemen seem like good dudes um so I feel like when they drew Bama that would be a you know usually I feel like I'd be bumming and like oh man I wish we could have played Florida State like fuck you gotta beat Bama and I don't know I feel like oddly confident in, the, in them this year usually there's like a sinking doubt about Michigan especially, but a lot of teams that I root for. So hopefully that, that vibe is uh, felt in the locker room and they can get it done because, my God, I cannot imagine how fun it would be to celebrate a Rose Bowl victory
0: on the way to a national championship berth. I would be just elated. Yeah, even hearing you say that is making me feel some type of way. It's a crazy
2: – Yeah, I've said to so many people at work or, like, friends and family, like, every team that I root for between now and January 1st, like, could lose by 50, and I just wouldn't care. Packers, they can get smoked. Michigan basketball is already a sacrificial lamb. Like, (laughs) I just want want to win that Rose Bowl game.
0: Yeah, same here. I'll sell... Fucking everything for a, a national title. Um yeah. yeah. Get getting through Bama though, it, it concerns me a little. Just uh we haven't had great success against them in the past, which is a little
2: scary. <laughs> no, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> what do you think, Hank? What's your uh what's your how you feeling?
1: Uh so I I I know I told you this hoof, but I made my my largest sports gambling bet ever on Michigan to win the Natty this year. Uh oh, I yes. I I've, in 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 my sports gambling world I backed the brinks up to it and it was so incredibly fun through the kind of the cupcake part of the early season watching the the buyout work its way to net even and then, and then even into the profit world. Um we got to, I, I held on through the Penn state and the Maryland games, which I was pretty confident about. We weren't playing fantastic and we didn't have Harbaugh, but I, I, I didn't value those teams all that highly. And we got to the OSU game and the, the buyout was substantial as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. So I, so, so I, I took my money and I ran Um, now, you know, Playing Monday morning quarterback, kind of wishing I, I had still had it. Obviously, but um, a, a great win, nevertheless. But that aside, I I think if you're ever gonna have to play Bama, this is the one year you're gonna be okay with it. Um, they're they're looking good. I, I think they're getting hot at the right time, and I am optimistic that having Harbaugh back and potentially playing kind of an easier season that we've we've held some defensive schemes more importantly than offensive schemes kind of in in our back pocket. So, I mean, I'm all in. I, I, again, if there was ever a year for it to be wide open and Michigan could win it, that this is the year. I don't think it's ever going to get any easier. So you might as well win the last playoff of, of
0: only four teams while you can. Yeah. Well said. Just that. I agree. To add to that, two things. One totally agree. It's, it's the most wide-open playoff I think we've ever seen um, with Georgia out of it this year. And then the other thing is Bama, well, they beat Georgia, which is incredible in its own right. They also probably should have lost the Auburn.
2: Yeah, they, uh, they, look, they look human, kind of that's better, sure. so.
1: it's it's there yeah it's it's there I'm the the only thing that I, I struggle with and I feel like it's been this way all season is just like making my bed with the concept that our running game just isn't near what it was last year which was just so much fun with lightning and thunder and we just play after gash play where it's it's a little more old school Michigan, three yards and a cloud of dust. But over and over and over, we wear you down. The, the whole um, Python will suffocate you through four quarters thing is cool. I I, I totally get it. And uh, again, I'm you know I'm all in. You gotta you gotta beat the team that's in front of you. And I think if you from the CFP perspective, if you ask, you know, is Bama a top four team this year? Everybody's gonna say yeah. So you got you you weren't going to get a cupcake game. And, you know, even if you did, you lost to them last year. So, I mean, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Buckle up.
2: (laughs) It's going to be a fun one. That's what I'm like most excited about. I think it's going to be fun. Um, If they win, like I said, I just, I can't even imagine the feeling that night and I'm feeling good about the, (laughs) the team this year.
1: Speaking of which, Hoof, how are you and your what's your standing with the Packers this year?
0: I mean, I feel
2: like they're not, you know, I never thought they were going to win a Super Bowl this year. I feel like everything about 2023 in Green Bay is figuring out if Jordan Love is the future quarterback of the team and every other positive step including wins along the way is just kind of a cherry on top um i mean they've looked a hell of a lot better these last few weeks hard to argue with wins over the chiefs and the lions in, in back-to-back weeks they look like dog shit for like a month but i feel like that's what happens when you have a 23 24 year old quarterback who'd never started before so all in all pretty encouraging. And they play like a totally cupcake schedule down the stretch. I think they still play like the Giants and the Panthers and the Bears at home. So it's kind of looking like they're going to make the playoffs, which will be fun. And, you know, what better time to evaluate a young quarterback than in a playoff game? So I don't like I said, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to like make a huge playoff push, but it's fun watching them grow and not having Super Bowl expectations like some of the
1: past years. So, uh, is Jordan Love just, like, in your opinion, and not anybody else's opinion, like, is he just the next disciple of this Green Bay ability (laughs) to just reload at that position for years to come and torment the rest of us or are, are you not not sold as maybe some of the cheeseheads
2: i'm certainly not that sold but i think he's uh i mean i think he's a solid player but i think he's a very much a product of offensive blind play like there's a direct correlation between how good green bay's offensive line has played in the past blocking Side of things and how well Jordan Love and the entire offense has played. He's pretty rough around the edges when things are not, you know, when he's getting pressured and things aren't right there for him. But when he has time, I mean, there's no question in his arm talent and he's pretty mobile. So if they can put together that kind of scheme and offensive line, like I'm optimistic, but I don't think we're looking at like. 2011 Aaron Rodgers here by any means, but sure. I feel like your audience is going to want to hear a lot about a lot more about the uh, about the Lions. How are you guys feeling about how they're looking? I feel like you know things are looking a little less rosy than the last, you know, the well, early parts of the season. But still, got to love the you know you're going to win the division. It looks like so.
1: Well, well, before we jump over there, there's there was an additional reason to why I asked you about the Packers, which I, I want to share. Um so I, I got onto this from a guy on Reddit in week ten and it's still it has won every week. Granted, sometimes the odds aren't fantastic, but every game this year for the Packers, there is there's always a bet on FanDuel. Um shout out Van Hoof, that um you can pick which quarterback will have more passing yards. Your guy or the other guy. So, Mahomes, Love, golf, Love. You know, pick your poison. Um, Jordan Love has had more passing yards in every single game this year than his opposing quarterback. Um, So I started betting it in Week Ten, and it has been 13 weeks in a row he has had more passing yards than his opponent. So just just a what? Just just a bet out there for you that he has that's more insane. He has more passing yards in every single game than his foe through 13 weeks. Wow. That's crazy. I did not know that.
2: I'm, like, trying to think back. Like it feels like he's had some pretty bad games
0: where he would have had to
2: have fewer passing yards. But, man, that's
1: wild. Well, that's, so I, like,
0: I, I almost don't believe you, Hank. That's, that is That's crazy. <laughs>
1: i i i dude, i i'm i'm telling you i i've i've won four weeks in a row now on it I, mean, I i i could pull something up here in week three like he he out threw desmond ritter i mean desmond Ritter had more total yards but but not passing yards so just a a small uh, a small note for for the future if you ever feel like betting on the packers which i, I wouldn't recommend so let's yeah. let's move to the lions man get get my goosebumps going oh, how, how, how how are the vibes
0: yeah i hope said it i mean vibes are a little lower than at one point this year but uh it was a nice nice win over the saints just got to win ball games and uh the lions upcoming schedule's pretty soft uh we play the vikings twice i know i think the hardest game in there is the cowboys but I think we'll get a, a couple of wins, and if uh, you said it, we're in route to winning the division. And man, that's that's going to be something else. So I think vibes are still high. How are you feeling, Hank?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, we're we're only as good as Jared Goff because we can't we can't stop anybody. Um, so we got to win everything in a shootout. Where if if the offense is going good, I think we can beat everybody in a shootout. I don't like our, our offense moves the ball with hard running and good play action. But if, if Jared's not on his game, it, it's going to be hard to make those comebacks. I mean, that three week stretch where granted we were even, we were one and we we're two and one, but we were averaging like three or four turnovers a game is, is definitely concerning. Um, but I, I know I said this before, even on here is like, I I certainly am smelling the roses that like were the shoe win to win the North and like how great that is and just not, not not taking it for granted. Um, understanding only one team leaves the end of the year happy. Uh, but I am I am thrilled to be nine and three. Uh, certainly always wanting more though.
0: <laughs> I know it's kind of sad, like how horrible the Lions have been our entire lives, and I still I still want more. <laughs> but yeah, nine and three, man. There, I mean, that's just incredible out of Detroit at this point. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I'm very glad I'm, I'm back uh, fully on the bandwagon.
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, let's, let, let let's get these playoffs settled in here, shall we? Um, Kamish. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us where we're going to start? We got five games to get through here, and then, and then we'll get the, we'll get everybody's weekend kicked off.
2: Why don't you guys uh, kick it off with me and Brett? Probably start with the least, you know, least important, least
1: interesting. Get it out of the way. Okay. Sure. Uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but th- but this is this is rival we reek, right?
2: This is rivalry week. So it's not like oh, I don't yeah. care. I still want to want to beat the Cali kid, but uh, it's all for bragging rights between us this week. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> you, you can't tell the story of, of these two teams without looking at your team name, Van Hoof and uh, where it came from. So there there's, so there's a lot of layers here to the, to this matchup uh, from a football perspective. It, it's pretty clean cut. Uh no no real buy issues. Uh, B- BK has got to sit down. Scary Terry, who's been just not, nah, I mean, I, I don't know if he would start him in the first place. I, I guess hard to say, but um, I picked against it last week as we watched it unfold, and, and I shall not be doing that today. Uh, I'm going with Dak and CD. Um, granted, it's against Philly. It is Sunday night. Could be a potential shootout. I think you're trending in the right direction and uh, BK is trending in in an opposite one. So very happy he's in the playoffs. He proved not only the hosts but some of the skeptics uh, in this league wrong by uh, working his way into the playoffs, which is a win in itself. Uh, But in a game where, like you said, it, it doesn't have super big implications. I think the commish moves to eight and six and BK gets ready for next week at seven and seven.
0: Yeah, Hank, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going with hoof. Um, this is kind of the matchup of Eagles versus Cowboys starts at the top with the quarterbacks. Um, I actually like Philly in that game to bounce back off the Niners loss. Um, but divisional game might be a little lower scoring, uh, regardless though. I, I think Hoof's team is cooking right now, and top to bottom, he's got the better roster. But, man, what a come up for Brett. I was not expecting that. Shout out, BK. Nice work. Um, but, yeah, Huff, I'm riding with you this week. Nice. So it wouldn't
2: be a, a JVH appearance on Hank's Hot Takes without a little bit of uh smack talk to Brett. So, I just want to say this is going to be the uh, – second straight loss he's gonna endure right in front of a third straight loss when he loses in round one of the playoffs
1: <laughs> oh I love well, it love that yes um van hoof uh if should you trudge on and host a mug your second mug i I, I might add um does justin fields get all of the credit for getting injured, and then you having to go back to the DAC well and hitting on that at the right time. Do we do we give the Shy Town the Shy Town kids some love if that's the case? I mean, wow, that is
2: certainly not how I was thinking about things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my season is it. Is much, much, much different if I don't pick up Dak Prescott off of the free agent heap in like week six or seven. I probably was like frustrated enough by Fields' inconsistency that I would have grabbed a, a quarterback, but who knows if it would have been at the exact right time that, you know, Dak had had like a good week and I might have needed a quarterback. So, yeah, I can't believe how the, how, Drastically, that guy's season turned around. I feel like he was getting so much heat after that Niners game, and he's been like probably the best quarterback in the whole NFL since then. Yeah,
0: also, I I bet from that point he's he's probably QB one. I made a similar move in my other league. I was rolling out with the NFC North: Jared Goff, Jordan Love, for a couple weeks, and then ended up just. Taking a flyer on Dak, uh, one week and ever since then it's it's been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, he's been he, he's yeah. been a stallion for you. It's 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 humorous to see Tyler Algier on, on your bench. Uh, he he's been passed around like the town whore since I traded him to Skyver. <laughs> Uh So I, I it hilarious well, to see him. My team is the uh, is
2: basically the polar opposite of Munzel. I've had three or four spots on my roster for a good two months now that have been taken up by just like the dredges of the league. Just <laughs> picking up random guys hoping they turn into some, <laughs> something that's not just uselessness. Whereas Matt, you know, has basically kept the roster he drafted. I've been cutting those guys like left and right. And Tyler oh, Lg is right. the
0: most recent trial <laughs> <laughs> looking at your roster i don't even know who chase brown is <laughs> never heard of him just like taking
2: random running backs at this point
0: the, that, that uh, being said the the guys on my bench of are are just as like unstartable as these randos that you have so
2: that's what i was like all right at this point of the season why don't you know i'm never gonna start like Latavius Murray no matter what happens so I'll all just right. take a guy who I don't know I, I'll if I ever have to start Chase Brown I'm fucked but uh, <laughs> yeah
1: well it, it's, a, it, it, it's a it's a royal flush we're all taking hoof uh, segueing over to the man in charge here fighting for the sixth spot in the playoffs is Crouch's royal flush um Hoof, well, what, what are your thoughts here? For first first glance at the old Oliver versus Havy matchup, uh, a rivalry that needs a needs a step stool. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, it it's too bad for Tal that uh, he's catching Havy with his bills stack back, back in the lineup against the Chiefs. You'd think that'll be a Pretty high scoring game. But uh, I mean Don't Tau's do it. Team just Don't do it. Any any firepower. I like wanna pick him so badly. But I'm I'm I am i got to go with Hattie. I mean Diggs Allen could put up sixty points and that's like basically tall season average. So I uh <laughs> I, I, you you just have to you have to go there I, Tal, I'm rooting hard for you I'd love to see you in the playoffs but um i'm going i'm going heavy mostly on the on the back of the bills guys because paul's got a bunch of like decent to solid players, but no one i think you're gonna be like really scared of getting killed by and then he's gonna have. A Packers running back going against the Giants on Monday night. So this matchup is gonna come down to Jordan Love versus the Packers running game, which will be that could be a real sweat for for Tal and the rest of the league, I guess.
0: So you're going uh you're you're going heavy. I'm going heavy, yep. All right. I'm gonna I think I'm going to pick tall after what he just did to me. You know, I I've seen how dangerous the Royal flush can be <laughs> putting up a nice 80 burger. Um, the o- re- only reason I say that is actually counter to your, uh, Casey Buffalo point. I think, uh, I don't know, man, the chiefs have been in trouble lately. Uh, as we just saw against green Bay and the offense in particular, hasn't been able to really do shit. So I I could just see that one being a little lower scoring and, and uglier than uh, probably most people are thinking. So that might hurt heavy. Maybe maybe the breeze has a little bit of last uh, juice in it, but why the hell not? I'm going tall.
1: (laughs) Oh man. I I I mean I have to just pick Summer Breeze out of out of good juju for my own team um but it it wouldn't be a Toliver versus Javi matchup if this doesn't come down to Monday night where let's say Summer Breeze is going to have like an 11 point lead with Aaron Jones going up against Jordan Love and Tol's going to have to sweat this thing out all the way until the end um, I, I again got to take Summer Breeze. Need, need things to fall, dirty flip flops away. But it it it's hilarious because this does feel like it could be, it, it could be a toilet bowl matchup. But these are also, you know, there are three mugs sitting here in, in this oppor- in this game. So it also could be a championship game, but not 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 this year for Summer Breeze. And you know, Talas Ta holding on to a uh, to a dwindling rope. So I, I'm going with Summer Breeze as well.
0: Fair enough. I'll, I'll put a fiver on that. With Oh, God. I, I hate that I just said that. But I suppose I will. <laughs>
2: yeah, bring it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're
2: basically you know what what I'm betting doing? on Paul's defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. I you know what I'm two to 81 I, I'm really rooting for a grape game here to, to decide. Oh, to my play. God.
2: If Tom goes into a Tuesday with
0: grapes, oh,
2: that would just be... <laughs> That would be the best moment in league history, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that would top the combine among yeah. other great moments. I'm
1: I, I I'm praying for grapes. I I certainly can say that. Um, okay, and then we got uh, another good rivalry here. Uh, Foggy Dew going up against Hey Hey Captain Jack. Uh, you know, as previously mentioned. Cook certainly needs a win, and, and, you know, um, the more points, the merrier if if you're Cook. Uh, Muns, thoughts, concerns, who who do you like here?
0: Uh, This one's pretty cut and dry to me. Foggy Dew has been on a fucking tear this year. I think he's got the most points, but decent gap. Um, And after what I saw him do last week, I'm certainly not, not picking against Jeff here, so... I'm taking Baldus.
2: I'm going to do the same. I uh, I like the way Jeff's squad is looking. The only question mark really is what he does at quarterback, um, since it looks like Trevor Lawrence might not play. So I assume he'll probably just put him on his IR spot at whatever point Trevor Lawrence gets ruled out and picks somebody up. but. The waivers of Lawyer is looking somewhat thin at, at QB. So that's the only area where I'd say Jeff is a little weak because Kyler is on by, but hard to pick against, you know, the that trio of like Chase, Debo, Keenan Allen, and then he's got Derrick Henry and Kamara. It's just a it's a wagon and cook has some guys who have upside, but I mean, Jalen Warren's going right now, and I guess he only has six, which, like, I don't know. I think he's going to need a huge—oh, and he's got Mahomes on his bench? Wow. I, I was about to jump in changed. there. Oh
0: yeah, I, I saw God. Cook picked up Purdy this week.
1: And with Jeff not having a quarterback to start, Cook also taking probably the best one off the wire. the wire for five bucks is massive.
0: That, that's yeah, absolutely I'll, uh, the case. I'd be
2: really curious to see if he hangs on to Purdy in that starting lineup or switches back right. to Mahomes. I think either way, I'm taking I'm taking Jeff, but that's gonna be one of the most interesting lineup decisions of the year. And if Jeff does indeed win, that would mark the first time in his illustrious DHS fantasy career that Cook would miss the playoffs. So he is trying to hang on to that 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 good old streak.
0: Yeah, that that's a crazy streak uh, on the ropes here, but the Purdy pickup's huge. I I uh, saw he was on waivers, and I don't know. I guess I just fucked up and forgot to do it. Uh, but great great pickup by Cook. Um, to your point, of the rest of the quarterback waiver wire is barren. Um, I think I was looking at like Goff and Geno, like those are kind of some of the names on there right now. So yeah, very interesting though. Um Purdy over Mahomes is kind of crazy. I, I probably would have done it over Justin Herbert at this point if I'd grabbed him, but i d I don't know about Mahomes.
1: It's Rivalry Week will make you do some funny things. Uh I mean, it's it's a little cynical, but also, like you know, the the Mahomes Kelsey thing has not been as electric as it once was, and Brock Purdy has been great, but he's also Cook is playing against Debo and George Kittle, so you you try and hedge that two headed monster in foggy dew with with a quarterback who's who's been good it's super interesting the the decision that will make or break his season for sure is the qb spot um but i i have to go jeffy b uh he has rolled the qb roulette wheel um flawlessly this year uh he's had lawrence in there a few weeks now i, I believe um tyler out of buy again you guys had mentioned that the waiver wire is not teaming with uh qb ones but but there are a couple dogs out there. I I have my pick on what I think Jeffy B would do, uh, but I'm also not in the playoffs, so he probably doesn't even want my advice. So I'm going with Jeff, uh, but I I think this will be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to be absolutely fist-fucking me. Ezekiel Elliott has 21 points. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, to talk about Alex, you know, really uh, going all out this year. He's made so some he was, very good moves.
1: He's been – he was so bad all year long, and I just dropped him last week. And then, of course, um, Ramondre Stevenson got hurt, and he's – ah, whatever, okay. Backwoods <laughs> Cleopatra versus Bullfrog. Uh Again, if you're Skyver, you don't need guys like Ezekiel Elliott to be scoring 21 points, but n- none of that really matters as long as both Cook and I lose uh, and need Todd need to lose as well. Um, I guess I'll, I'll lead things off here. Um, Mo, I think Mo is the hottest team in the league right now, as evident by is Ezekiel Elliott play. Uh, scary to be playing mo in the playoffs this year lamar has been good the cmc is just cmc and, and dk and that san francisco offense has been great and again mike evans quietly gonna have a thousand plus year at the hall of fame wide receiver two you got there mo i'm taking back with cleopatra and mo is going to be a bit of a problem for everybody to handle here come the playoffs so Give me the give me the Cleopatra kid. Yeah, I'd have yeah. probably been
2: going with Alex pretty easily before Thursday night kicked off. But seeing you know Zeke with twenty one in the bag at probably Alex's weakest spot in his lineup is just gonna solidify that take. Not a whole lot else to say. I was kind of low on Alex's team early on in the year. Uh, I, I I've long said that when you're picking a last place guy, you're basically betting on who's gonna have the worst luck and get, you know, fucked by injuries. And I, I kind of thought like he's pretty top heavy, but CMC hasn't missed a beat and he's playing like ninety percent of snaps. He's probably the fantasy MVP of the year and it, it's hard to pick against him at any point in time. So definitely Alex.
0: Yep, I'm, I'm with you, boys. I'm uh, definitely taking Alex hot, hot as shit. And uh, <laughs> Eric texted me a couple weeks ago. He was uh, in a close match, and I was asking him how he was feeling. And he said, uh, This bullfrog is croaked. <laughs> so I, I, I believe that's still the case. <laughs> a
2: valiant effort getting back into it, though, he looked completely cooked about three weeks ago, but he's ripped off two wins in a row, I think, and it's it's at least entertaining that he's given himself a shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's probably about the time when he sent that text, when things were at their darkest day. Um, but I don't know. He might have even won that that week we were chatting, and that may have kicked things off. Regardless, though, I'm going with the Cleopatra kid as well.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's safe. Um, hey, Muns, you're 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 getting some points back here as we as we've reached our last matchup of the regular season. Holy shit! I can't, that that sounds pretty real. It's been a fast year. Uh, toe knife. 10.3 as we are almost at the end of the game for Thursday night football going up against Dirty Foot Flops uh a team that needs it more than anybody uh Van Hoof I uh, I guess I'll, I'll kick this to the impartial party uh thoughts on the last matchup of the regular season Yeah
2: I uh I was looking forward to talking about this one I this is easily, to me, the most entertaining matchup of the weekend, just given Hank needs the win to keep his playoff hopes alive. Muns honestly could really use the win to get some rest for his boys heading into the playoffs. Uh, but, I mean, I liked Hank's team going into the year, and he's finally got Justin Jefferson back, and Tyreek Hill is just an absolute... Monsters. So Muns, if you're going into Monday night and you're not up by more than like 70 or 80 points, Hank's got four guys going on Monday <laughs> night. So this one's going to just come, come down. But he's going to once again, just be sweating out a Monday night affair. And that includes Tua and Tyreek Hill going against the, the Tennessee Titans. So um I mean, Munn's team has been struggling a little bit. Like, Eckler does not look the same. And outside of Amon Ra, the receivers are, are solid but not special. So I would, I'm would i going to go with Hank and kind of go back to my early season champ pick and say that not only does Hank win, but I picked against Tall, I picked against Cook. So I'm taking Hank to, to get into the playoffs, even though Hank, Miles Sanders – Dude, I dropped that dude like a sack of potatoes about a month ago, and it's basically what set my my team free. I have been so much better <laughs> since dropping that asshole. I can't believe he's in your do or die starting
1: lineup right now. <laughs> I hate that guy. I don't know what you want me to do. Do you want me to put Bennett Gainwell in there? <laughs> oh okay, yeah, dropped him honestly, like a.
0: Maybe. I dropped I, him like a sack of potatoes too. <laughs>
1: When, I honestly when I what when my I, record is since I dropped him When <laughs> I draft, I very low on the priority list is the bye weeks. Um, and then when my team got all settled in, both James Cook and Brian Robinson, who have just been my, I mean, after blowing my wad on my wide receivers, they have been just awesome running backs for me getting me my 10 11 points a week that's they've just been phenomenal but these last two weeks they have had to take their respective buys and it's been miserable i lost out on the uh oh the jonathan taylor the zach moss zach, sweepstakes zach, um yeah. I, I got rid of ezekiel elliott because he wasn't getting any playing time and then Ramondre Stevenson got hurt. So trust me, it is it is warranted to call out the Miles Sanders RB2 play because I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: <laughs> well, I for one, I love it, Hank. I think it's a fantastic play.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you should uh, do, Hank, you could go grab uh D Johnson from the wire and just play uh play the Munzo <laughs> ETN. Thing against him after uh, after that monday night showing
0: i think there might be something to that <laughs> uh, yeah this this is the first time i've really looked at the head-to-head situation and i certainly didn't realize you had four monday night guys going uh the second you were saying that my my head was in my hands uh because that's just going to be absolutely miserable at least last week, I had a player going, so I was kind of on the other end of it. But, dude, going up against Tyreek Hill on Monday, I I hate it. I hate thinking about it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I guess you can be, be sure to watch the 1 o'clock window, because Miles Sanders is going to run me out there 6.9 points. <laughs>
2: I would say more yeah.
1: under
0: at two and a half. yeah, that feels more like it, <laughs> but that Not that's good. about where Austin Eckler is at right now. So you can feel good about that, Hank,
1: yeah, I'm it's it certainly is a week too late. and you know, the the Dobbs situation is certainly a massive question mark, but really, really nice to have Justin Jefferson back. It has been. The, so long, uh, I mean forgot, for goodness sake, I think it was like week four, week five um, the team is just but not the same without him and uh, when we need it most with our back against the wall, the, the mascot of our team is back in the starting lineup and uh, again I, the, the Monday night thing, I, I didn't see either until just now uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how, how big the gap is that my guy's got to cover but Muns, I'm I'm actively hoping that you drop an egg this week, and and I mean that sincerely.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, likewise, my friend.
2: <laughs> so now that we made our picks, I just want to do a quick uh, recap because I pulled up the spreadsheet that I keep. Um, because when I made that mention of Cook missing the playoffs, I was curious what other. You know factoids we could see, and Tal has a chance to break a four-year playoff drought. Brett has locked up his first playoff appearance in also five years, and Muns, you'd missed the playoffs the last two years, so you're uh, you're back for the first time in three. Avalon, meanwhile, is going to miss the playoffs for the first time since 2017. So, wow, we have a lot of we're we're going to have some new faces in the playoffs, especially if Cook Cook misses out and Tal gets in. Because we we'd had we we'd been pretty much an eight team league, just letting Brett and Tal play
0: in the sand <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for the rest of the year until now. That, that's awesome. I, I love some good historical data on our league any nugget is fun um wow i i guess i didn't realize i'd missed two strays, so it's good to be back um yeah man some of those other ones are crazy
1: and what we have of the five in we already have two mugless competitors entering the ring in, in mo and brett yeah,
2: that's correct. Um, then me, Baldus, and Muns each have one. So we'll see if uh, if you could – your Skyver can sneak in and make it a 50-50 proposition.
1: Wow. Oh, love it. Holy cow, fellas. That's a, that's a two-hour episode of Hank's Hot Takes.
0: That's good stuff, yeah, boys.
2: Yeah, it's uh, funny how long you can talk about fantasy football with uh, two of your best friends.
1: Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> doubt there. Uh, Muns, I, I guess we'll do this one at a time here. The, a- anything you got for the fellows?
0: I got one question for you before we do it. Are we making any picks this week?
1: Oh, shit. I, I, I would love to. Army-Navy week. Let's go. Yeah, drop, drop some knowledge on me.
0: All right, I've got one pick for the parlay, <laughs> and I've bitched about this player multiple times uh, throughout the episode. I will be taking Austin Eckler, Mr. 1.3 yards per carry, <laughs> under whatever his rushing total is. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. Give me Let's the take a look.
1: Okay, uh, 46 it's, and a half.
0: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it, he'll get probably 12 carries and, you know, I imagine he'll average more than 1.3 yards per carry, but there's simply no way he's averaging four yards at this point, which uh, that, that would, that would do it for us.
1: I, I love it. Let's, let's win the last regular season. Hank's high takes parlay. Cause we have not hit one yet. It has been a financial mistake to run this this <laughs> year, but I am I am invested in this. So Van Hoof, tell me you got something juicy. Uh
2: I'm I'm having a look look see here and I'm going to take the over 33 and a half in the Jets Texans game because Zach Wilson is back at quarterback, which means that it's not going to be good, but it's at least going to be fun and chaotic in New York once again. And I think that'll mean interceptions, more passing, some more touchdowns, just more scoring in general. The Texans are one of the more fun offenses in the league, and even though they just lost that receiver, I feel like C.J. Stroud is just absolutely cooking right now. So, I mean, 33 points, that's what, like four touchdowns and a couple of field goals. I think they're going to get that done fairly easily. I'm pretty surprised that's such a low total. I guess I haven't looked at the weather. It's an outdoor game, but um, that's definitely surprising to me.
1: Yeah, this this is hands down the ugliest Hanks hot Hicks parlay we've put together, but I perhaps well, that's perhaps <laughs> that's what we need. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I will in. in, it's in like in,
2: betting on points from Zach Wilson. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and, <laughs>
1: and the under of Austin <laughs> Eckler yeah. rushing. Um, I'll, I'll I'll sweeten the deal here. Give me uh, Lions money line over the Bears. Uh, there, there I, I guess I, I guess call it a get right game at, at nine and three. Um, the the miracle that was us beating them last time was fantastic. Um, I, I just think we are a far superior team while Chicago is still trying to figure some things out. I, I think this game goes well for us. Uh, the, I guess you could take the three points, but just because it's an NFC North madness game, I'll just take the money line, and that'll lock us in at plus 488. That's a decent payout for a three-legger.
0: That's nice. Let, let's get our let's first one it. of the season. Week, week what, 14? Uh, that feels right. We're, we're due
1: no better time to get on a heater. Okay. That is the end of the regular season. We got layoffs next week. Um, End of season awards are upon us. Good luck to everybody. Um, Mun, as always, you you guys, you guys have the floor. Send us out.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, Great season so far, boys. It's been a ton of fun. Hank, big shout-out to you for doing the podcast most weeks. I've been tuning in religiously and and look forward to the drops every time. You've been crushing it, man, so seriously, thank you. Um, yeah, the rest of the, the fellas, uh, playoff crew, uh, looking forward to seeing you either in week one or hopefully week two of the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, good, good luck to all. I've had a, a great time this year. And uh, go Lions, go Blue. That's all I got.
2: Echo everything Matt said. This has been another just awesome, awesome year. I can't believe we have a podcast about a fantasy football league that drops pretty much weekly. So kudos to you, Hank. I think that makes this one of the more special things that we do. Uh, Can't wait to see one of us, I hope it's me, uh, hoist another – mug at the draft this year and then see someone else run around like a deer in the woods and shoot paintballs at them so it's uh this is like the most fun time of the year from a a sports perspective so we got a great month ahead and most importantly go blue you
1: guys are awesome fellas much appreciated and uh i guess i'll see you guys in the playoffs so signing off for now